We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Trying not to score everything with about 30, 33s or something. Yeah, I mean, we kind of felt that. We kind of feed off that energy. This place is amazing. Like, I, I really love, I really love Duke and I love I'm from in here. Mark Williams, beast mode. Paolo, first half, he had the cramping stuff. Fair enough. Beast mode. We're back. We are back after what? We didn't really do it last year. Um, but, you know, came back this year. Crazy cast, new name. We're under Field of 68. Shout out to the Field of 68. Shout out to Jeff Goodman and Rob Douster um, for allowing us to join this year. We are the Duke Pod um, Crazy Cast. I am Zion Alajete, Duke MBA. I'll let y'all introduce yourselves. Yeah, I'm Ryan Lohman uh, at the Duke Nation. Pumped to be back, man. It's going to be a fun season. Russell at Duke Better. Couldn't be more excited. Let's go. Yes, shout out to everybody. Um, shout out to the haters. We understand there will be haters on this live. I, obviously, this is also a podcast, so you can um, search Crazy Cast on in your Apple Podcast. They will pop up and appear pretty sure on Spotify as well, wherever you get your podcast. So if you do miss streams, you can catch us later. Um, we will be talking all season, as it should be a special season for us. Shout out, Duke. Duke is is looking like, you know, a special team this year. Um, but, you know, we'll get to all of that. Um, definitely, if you guys have questions, we will be monitoring the Twitter, um, the Twitter chat, as well as obviously the YouTube chat. Uh, we got some Tar Heel fans in here. Oh. Uh, what, did, what, did, what did Jeremy McCain say? UNC did not win a game last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, fellas, let's jump right into it. Um, your initial thoughts on this team, I guess we can start off before we jump into the segments. Yeah, Russ, kick it off, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, should be a really exciting year. Uh, very strange to be bringing back uh, so many possession minutes. Uh, it's not something that we've had in a long time. Uh, so that's a very exciting thing. Uh, more important than anything else, uh, second year of John Shire. I thought, you know, at the beginning of last year, took his lumps a little bit as a coach uh, as the year went on, thought he uh, improved significantly in terms of his in-game adjustments. That's what you expect from a young first-year coach, right? So this year, 
the burden of real expectation, the burden of, you know, uh, returning a lot of talent back. Uh, how is he going to deliver? How is the talent going to take that freshman to sophomore year jump? Uh, very, very high expectations from myself included. And uh, I couldn't be more excited for this season to start. One more, one more plug before Ryan jumps in. Oh, we also will be streaming much of the season on um, our second channel. Um, I'll figure out the name. Uh, I think it's the Field of 68 Podcast Network. So be um, subscribe to that channel as well. Uh, but yeah, Ron, go ahead. I'm loving the non-Duke comments that are that are also dropping up yeah. in here. This is great. yeah, man. I've never seen this before. I've never seen all these non-Duke these Duke haters in here, but it's okay. We'll enter. We got them a few times. We were getting a few times. This is so this overrated is comment on there. Oh man, yeah, it's just the random comments. That's They're gonna be fun all year, especially after L's. Uh, there shouldn't be many of them though. I'm really excited for the season. Uh, probably. Um, one of the most highly touted <clears throat> teams coming into uh, this season that Duke has had in a, in a few years because it happens uh, happens quite a bit. Um, very excited to have returners for once. It seems, especially ones that contributed all of last year, having that experience back. I mean, that hype in the spring, man, when it when they were dropping the news, like it, it seemed like quite quickly actually, which was nice for a change. And so now that we can kind of translate that hype with with Flip uh, Roach. Proctor and Mitchell all coming back. Uh, I'm I'm super excited about it, and uh, I think I think Shire's got his team now that he exactly wants back for for this season, and so um, looking looking forward to to him putting it together, and also um, a few new additions to the staff, and maybe helping him uh, bring home another title for Duke. So very excited about it. Yeah, I mean, just to mimic all of those guys, it's, it is – I'm expecting a special season this year. I'm expecting a special season. We all kind of felt it coming once, you know, we knew who was coming back. Um, obviously, we always have a talented freshman class, but this will be the first year we have a bunch of freshmen who could have left coming back to Duke. So, oh, man, these haters – I hope you enjoy this. I hope you enjoy this show. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Get your licks in now. <laughs> you won't have that much of the season. Uh, but what's the what's the first topic on this slate? Oh, I'm missing. I'm missing the. Okay, there we go. There we go. Um, what are this team's greatest strengths, Russ? I guess you can start us off. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's not to like? A lot of really good strengths. Uh, you know, you can start with the backcourt depth. Right. Uh, it's Tyrese Proctor. Everybody's talking about him with good reason. He really started to come on at the end of last year. Jeremy Roach, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who talk back and forth about Jeremy Roach. We talked back and forth about him some last year. But one thing that he definitely brings to this team that is very well needed is experience, especially experience in big games. Uh, having that experience uh, for a team like this that is still relatively young is really invaluable. And then we've got uh, the freshman, right, Jared McCain, uh, who should be theoretically the best shooter on the team where he'll compete for that spot. Certainly uh, Caleb Foster, six, five, right. Uh, he's going to bring some, some versatility, some positional versatility, uh, some attack mode. Uh, we certainly could use the length on defense. Uh, and then we've got some wild cards in there too. I mean, Jaden shoot was a guy who didn't get to play much last year, but is a really heralded shooter out of high school, freshman to sophomore jump. And Jalen Blakes, who nobody really talks about, who acquitted himself really well last year defensively in some spots where he really needed him. So I think the backcourt depth is huge. Um, possession minutes uh, returning uh, of Bart Torvik's top 30. We have the fifth highest uh, returning possession minutes 
I think that's huge. Uh, point guard play. Uh, again, name any of the guys that I said they're outside of shoot. They could all run the point uh, if push comes to shove. That's huge. Five-out offense. Uh, Kyle Filipowski, a guy who can play back to the basket, but he can also face the basket. He can stretch the floor. He can pick and pop. Uh, he can even grab and go in transition if need be. Um, so getting to play some five-outs really nice. Uh, along those same lines, diversity of play style. We played very slow last year. Uh, this year, we have the ability to go a lot faster, especially with some of the talent that we're bringing in uh, as freshmen. And then certainly the defensive potential. Uh, Flip was one of our best defenders last year. He'll be the center this year, which I think is really good. Um, that's what he'll play in the NBA. That's what he should be here. Uh, Proctor really acquitted himself well defensively last year. Mark Mitchell, uh, we saw how much our defense missed him in the Tennessee game, right? Huge uh, game changer in that respect. And then we've got guys like Sean Stewart, who should come in and be uh, plus defenders right away. Blake's off the bench. Maybe Caleb Foster can bring us some things. A lot of strengths uh, for Duke this season. Yeah, I feel like you kind of like stole everything I had there. But the, on the I think on the defense. <laughs> Don't let me go first, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Uh, the defensive side, I think, is is, is going to be a big strength. I think that's kind of what Shire is kind of going to be priding his teams on is, is really good defensive play. And that showed last season, obviously, with the personnel for it. Um, guard depth is going to be interesting to watch how that those minutes unfold. The, the shoot hype, I shouldn't say hype because there's not a lot of it going around, but like the optimism that you have, uh, slight optimism, I should say, is interesting. He changed his shooting form in the offseason. I think the majority of us noticed that. It's now more like off to the side, kind of like a flip shot, which – for a guy who shot the ball so well in high school, that seems to be a very abrupt change. And I'd, I'd trust them if, for implementing that, but um, not just so certain that he's going to crack the lineup at all um, once these non-conference games uh, are, are over with. So, um, yeah, I think guard depth and a little bit of, of, of experience are going to be our strengths this season. And like you said, with the fifth most minutes returning this season, that's exciting to me. And I think the other thing that's a strength this year is just the attitude of this team. These returners want to win so badly. I think almost all of them probably could have gone and gotten drafted besides Roach probably um, in some capacity. And so uh, just the the attitude to come back and to come back to win is super, super uh, optimistic for me. So that's what I'm, I think their strengths are. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty, you guys pretty much hit all the, everything on the head there. Um, I mean, yeah, kind of like y'all said, I think the biggest strength is, I think one of our biggest strengths will be shooting this year, which is rare for a Duke team uh, of recent history. I think what was our best shooting team in recent history? Twenty Jason Tatum team? Because we had Grayson. Um, I was going to say the one with, yeah, probably. Frank Jackson. That was probably the best shooting team we've had you can maybe put team. Trent's team you can maybe put Trent and Allen's team there too I, can't even put that I mean team I get the, the team before that is absolutely a better shooting team but yeah if you want to talk about okay yeah I can't team. put Trent and Allen's team because we had I mean Wendell could shoot a little bit it wasn't really a shooter but Trayvon could shoot and yeah you know, our point if our point guard can't shoot then I don't consider that a shooting team um yeah but but I, I think you know shooting will be a strength this year and, and it's going to be rare year that Duke has so many guards that can run point guard we have four yeah. options at point guard, you know, and we've been a team that's been very front court heavy, very uh, wing heavy of late. So, you know, to have four guys who can run point guard, that's rare. And in college basketball, guards win, you know, guards win championships. Um, so I'm very excited for this team coming up this season. Um, you know, it's a sneaky good shooting team from three, Zion. Uh, the 2022 team. 
they were top 40 uh, in the country in three-point percentage. That's uh, – oh, pa- Powell's team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm blanking yeah, AJ and, and Dell hitting a lot of those threes. Uh, Joey made like a three a game. You know, like we, we had some guys there. I mean, don't don't put Joey in them stats, but respectfully. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he made three a game. He counts. He barely he played by the end of the year. But respect. <laughs> I do love Joey. Shout out to Joey. Uh, I think he, he does follow me on Twitter. I think he follows all of us on Twitter. He uh, hates me, man. I, I, no shout out to Joey for me. Yeah. But <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't his biggest fan when he played here. So. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, Anyways. I think, you know, this team uh, – is is going to be um, a rare team for us. I did think I do think twenty twenty two. Although they shot the ball well, they just had Wendell shot the ball kind of more than we expected, better than we expected. I think he shot like forty percent that year. You know, AJ was the one guy you had to like be scared of. But I think this team has multiple guys that you you kind of really are worried about. Um, and it's like one through five. Flip can shoot. Mark can shoot. Um, Jared can shoot. Uh, Jeremy can shoot, Tyrese can shoot, Caleb can shoot. Like, we just have so many guys who could come in and shoot the ball. So, um, it'll be really, really interesting to see. Um, let's jump to the weaknesses. I mean, if, um, if uh, to segue immediately, like from what you were just talking about, Zion, I think one of the question marks, less a weakness and more of a question mark, is proven three point shooting. Like, I think a lot hmm. of the guys that we have are guys who uh, have shown the propensity to shoot. Uh, yeah. But, you know, last year, uh, we shot 33.5% from three as a team, uh, and we lost our best shooter last year in Whitehead. Uh, we did improve a little bit in ACC play, 33.9%. And obviously some of the individual shooters uh, improved over the course of the season. Like, you know, much was made of Proctor's numbers from like February on was shooting like 37% from three somewhere in there. Uh, obviously Roach, once he was taken off ball and Proctor on ball, started to shoot the ball a lot better. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's fair to be a little concerned about the lumps that freshmen will take, right? Every freshman, even our best shooting freshmen tend to have stretches over the course of a season where they're struggling. So we need those sophomores who project as good shooters, Proctor flip. I mean, even Mark Mitchell had good stretches in there. Shoot. If he plays, um, you know, we need them to come along. If we're going to play five out, uh, especially because we have so many guys that want to play inside like Mark, wants to get downhill. Caleb can definitely get downhill. Um, Flip, obviously, operating inside. We want to be able to space the floor as much as we possibly can. Uh, One that I've been a little concerned about that nobody really talks about, I feel like my mentions, everyone talks about interior defense. That's not really a concern to me. Flip was a really good defender last year. there's, There's two, like, issues that I think people are conflating here. Guard defense is a little more of the concern. I think that people are used to seeing Mark Williams and Derek Lively and Dell and some of those guys cleaning up. Uh, but, you know, if our first line of attack doesn't allow easy penetration, then you don't need a Mark Williams or a Derek Lively level, like historic shot blocking effort inside. You just need a big body who plays smart and puts his arms up, flip is unquestionably smart enough to do that and savvy enough to know uh, how to play inside. But, you know, uh, Roach definitely has historically struggled some defensively, especially against guys that are bigger than him. Uh, We've got a lot of freshmen who are going to be guarding on the outside or unproven guys. Again, if shoot plays, uh, that was a big reason why he didn't play last year, right? was the defensive side of the ball. Um, So because we don't have a clean everything guy, um, 
I think we're going to need the guards to hold down the fort on the outside um, and not cheat. I think Proctor is one of the best defenders I've seen at Duke in a while on the outside in terms of not cheating for steals. He just stands in front of his guy. He keeps in front of his guy, and I absolutely love that. Uh, the one other thing that I don't feel like people talk about that much is wing depth, especially defensively wing depth. Uh, behind Mark Mitchell, we don't really have a guy to defend opposing wings. Like, Proctor's got the size, like, in terms of length, arm, uh, wingspan, etc. But, like, we want him on the best guard on the other team. We don't want somebody else yeah. guarding the ball. We want Proctor guarding the ball. But, but so I, then I, if they've got I, a really I, good wing, then who's our guy if Mitchell gets into foul trouble? Is it Caleb Foster, who has a lot of potential on that end, but is a freshman? TJ Power, same thing. Sean Stewart. Although I, I'm going to talk about Sean Stewart more later because I love Sean Stewart. I don't know if we're maximizing what he brings to the table if we're putting him in lineups where he's going to be matched up against wings. Uh, so we're going to be relying a lot on Mark in that respect, I think. Um, so we just need Mark to stay healthy. We need him to stay on the floor. We need him to do what Mark does. In the grand scheme of things, that's sort of a small issue. But again, I see a lot of people in my mentions talk about interior depth. And I don't think that's nearly as big an issue in my mind as as wing depth could prove to be. Yeah, I think my biggest thing you you touched on it is is the rim protection. I think from like a Duke fan standpoint, that's what everybody's going to clamor for when when guys start getting to the rim um, a little bit easier than they would if you had a livelier Williams back there. Uh, that part kind of scares me. And then yeah, I, I think with it, the the defense on the guard side, uh, Roach obviously is shown to be a subpar defender. McCain, I don't really think is known of being a, a great defender, but Foster has the length to do it. Proctor has the experience and skill set that we saw last year to do it. So I think, I think you're right. I think they'll be able to, to mask some of those things, but um, I think a bigger question mark for me is like, where does Sean, when does Sean Stewart fit in the rotation and what types of um, offense and defensive sets are we playing him? Are we playing him in? Because I think if you go up against guy like a, a bigger team with a true big, I don't know where Sean Stewart fits. So you move him to the four and have split play the five when he, when they come in together. So it's like, I, I, I think, I think Sean Stewart is a perfect player. Like I, to an player. extent, because he has the vertical to, to to make up for it, but from a size, just like physical size standpoint, a seven foot guy who's who's up there in the two hundred pound range is going to be able to body him, and you can't you can only jump so yeah, high when you're getting yeah, but, but paint like that. We, so we do have we do have Ryan Young. So like if we do come in, <laughs> you saying like, we have Ryan Young is so no, funny but like but, but but that's we'll, the thing. We'll but it. but we can match up. We we have versatility in that sense. If if there is a big that's burly and being physical with us, that's the game Ryan Young is going to play. And, you know, Flip is big enough himself. But I think Sean Stewart, where he comes in is – I know people say we don't have a shot blocker. I think Sean Stewart is a pretty good shot blocker. Oh, absolutely. Um, He's I'm the just, best shot blocker. My thing is – yeah, I'm, I, I hope it didn't come across as like a, a Sean Stewart like bashing. It's more just like I'm interested to see where we fit him in and how he – plays um as an undersized big at, at the college level I, i'm very high on him and think he could be he can be a great player i just i'm very curious to see how it goes for him and, and where yeah, the staff yeah. throws him in what situations as well i'll say i mean i feel like he fits in perfectly because and if his jumper is real i feel like he slides perfectly into that four spot um where you're not losing spacing much um and he's still a vertical threat to the rim like you could use him in so many ways I think he's like a perfect player. We'll see him. I think we'll see him at the five next to um at the five next to flip sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. or he'll be at the five next to Mark. 
um, in super small lineups. Um, and he could play next to uh, Ryan Young, I think. And I think he's versatile enough where he can be that quote-unquote rim protector at times um, while also not, you know, clogging the paint offensively. But I, I, I don't think – I know Russ brought up the wings. I do think our guards are bigger. So we don't have – I mean, besides Jeremy, obviously. Uh, our guards not take, tall either, right? Like, he's not tall, but he's he, he's built. Like he, he is strong. He can, Physically, and I'm sure, um, at least from what I've heard, he's he's been pretty good defensively, um, so far. Great. So you know, I don't I don't think we necessarily because Tyrese is six five, and Caleb's a bigger guard, McCain's a stronger guard. I don't think we'll get bullied by wings necessarily, but I do see what your point is. If we do run into a, a say like a my a team like uh, Miami had last year, it may come to you know some issues but i i think i think where we have to see um defensively is um number one flip can flip stay out of foul trouble now that he's down low yeah 100%. Um, because he had the luxury of having Derek lively behind him and you know that allowed him to roam off defensively allowed him to you know play on the perimeter at times without worrying much but now he is the guy that's going to be getting attacked when someone is going downhill. So that's but my. Where is a big word. man more inclined to get in foul trouble on the perimeter or inside? Like, I but he's, think he's when a, they force him to move in space. You're you're asking him to, you know, not to to get into more of uh, situations that are going to be uh, detrimental to his foul. You know, I agree. I agree. But Flip moved very well in space last year. Flip was a pretty like he was a, a I agree for his size an A plus defender on the on the perimeter so that's why I think once we move him inside it may become a little bit more of an issue where you know we saw with Lively earlier in the year Lively couldn't stay on the court because he was hacking all the time in the post or when someone's driving so um, that'll just be interest interesting to see on my part um, defensively. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're getting we're getting a lot of comments about Reeves, by the way, Zion. Yeah, I was yeah, waiting see, for that uh, to get brought up. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, Jim Harbaugh? Uh, <laughs> okay, we got to talk about Christian Reeves now because I guess we're I guess we're gonna pivot. We're gonna go off the railroad here. We're seeing too many Christian Reed comments. Um, I guess I guess Russ, well, you you I know you guys yeah. 
Oh, he's trying. He's trying to throw me under the bus. I, uh, Yo, I was, I I was texting with Reeves. the guys. Uh, you know, I, I just think that Reeves, when he came to Duke, uh, was a guy that was always a multi-year project player. Um, I know that after the blue-white game last year, people got very, very excited about the immediate impact that he would make. And I believe I was the only one on our live show saying, like, he's just not going to play because that's not what Where, he was brought yeah, in. That's not what he was brought in for, right? He was brought in to develop yeah. over time, and he didn't play. Like, we, we thought he was going to redshirt, and then he didn't. So I, that was a very interesting call that was made somewhere along the line. Um, I just don't. I think he is an in case of emergency break glass option here this year where we might just not see him in certain games. There also aren't a lot of ton. There aren't a ton of big bigs in the ACC, right? Like outside of like Baycott and like maybe one or two other guys. It's not like we need a big body. And furthermore, if it's a team with a big body, why are we playing to their style instead of forcing them to play to our style, right? Like I feel like Reeves is a guy where we're definitely only using him if we're playing to another team's style and we're in trouble. So I just don't see yeah. him playing that much this year. I see him playing some to build and hopefully have a slightly bigger role again, junior year, again, a year over year build, but I, I just don't see him in the rotation yeah. this year. Am I crazy? No, I think in that Mbako comment to me, we're not going to unpack Mbako again. Like we did this summer. We can't go through, can't go down that rabbit hole again. Uh, no, I mean he he was a three star in high school. Okay, he was he's a soft like this is his second year, right? I'm not I'm not crazy. It's, I'm looking at the roster yeah. right now. It's his second year. Like if you think a lot of three stars are just going to sign up with Duke and play their second year and get meaningful minutes, like I'm sorry, you have another thing coming. Like there's a reason he was rated. I get it. They miss ratings all the time, but like he's he's slow. He's got bit. He's got. It seems like he's got weights on his feet. Like he's just probably not ready yet. We might see him. We're going to see some burn from him in, in November and in those games in December, but like, I'm, and that's great. I, I, I don't hate Reeves. I think he's, a, like you said, he's a great project player, but I, don't get your hopes up that he's going to be uh, a Brian Zubek this year or turn into anything special by the end of the season, just because he's a sophomore. Like maybe by next year and then the following year, we, we're going to have higher expectations for him. I just think in year two to have expectations uh, with him like that are just unfair to, to, to the kid himself. It's a see what he does out of conference year yeah. and then not really see him much in conference realistically unless there's an emergency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, next, we got that out of the way, yeah. thankfully. I did want to um, pivot um, before we go on to the next segment because um, I did ask this yesterday um, before we go to breakout player. What is uh, – I mean, Russ, is, I already know what Russ is going to say, but so Ryan can start. What is your starting lineup this year for Duke? All right. Uh, my personal starting lineup, not what I think it will be. Okay. Well, here we go. Hmm. There's, I mean, there's a difference, right? My starting lineup would be Proctor, uh, Foster, and then you got Mitchell, Flip, and uh, who am I missing there? Mitchell, Flip. Hmm. Uh, Who are you missing, yeah, Ryan? Proctor. Proctor. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't write this down. We didn't talk about starting line. Who you missing? Uh, sorry, hey, Foster, Proctor, um, Flip, Mark, and probably McCain is who I'd go with. So You'd bench Roach, is what you're saying. Tell yeah, us, tell us why you're for that. Uh, tell us why you're benching Jeremy Roach. <laughs> uh, just because I. I 
right away, I just want to see what McCain's going to bring to the table. I, I think he's a Roach is a decent shooter, but I think like the I've just I've gone with I've seen the Roach project play out, and like I, I'm not really buying it buying into it anymore i said this over the summertime and people ripped me for it so that's fine but like i want to see mccain and what he can do along those guys he's a very very smart player he can shoot the ball really really well um you can't start roach i just don't think you can start roach and mccain man they, they they're too short to play who's gonna play they're gonna go up against threes that are six five to six eight and get torched and maybe mccain won't but um Caleb Foster is 6'5". He's an NBA-sized guard right now. You need him on the floor. And I know, I think it was, um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on the athletic writer's name. Brendan March said Brendan that Marks. McCain is, like, slated to be a starter. I don't. I didn't read the article. I don't know where he got that from. But um, <laughs> I'll take it. But I think you, you can't push Foster out. Foster needs to be in the starting lineup. That size and defensive ability – and from what we've seen so far in the scrimmages, whatever you want to take for what it's worth, he's balled out. And everything that everybody's talking about is how great he's been playing. And so, um, yeah, I think I think it's Proctor, Foster, McCain, Flip, and uh, and Mark. Is and your you, is your personal one? Is what you're saying? Is my personal one? I think we're gonna roll out with. Oh man, I don't know who Roach it'll will be McCain, start. dude. It'll be McCain. It'll be, it, it'll be that. Yeah, it'll be that. It'll be Proctor, Roach, McCain, Flip, uh, and Mitchell. And that is what it is. I just, yeah, I, I'm i very interested in a bigger guard lineup than I am the two guard, the three guard with two smaller guys in it. As someone who expects, who expressed skepticism this summer about Roach, McCain, uh, three guard lineups defensively specifically, and I even expressed it a little bit earlier. Uh, there is just a chance that we're so good offensively because Roach shoots the ball well when he's off ball, when he's a catch and shoot guy, he scores more efficiently than when he is on the ball and sort of dribbling into traffic. Uh, McCain is very skilled at shooting. If Proctor or Mitchell, if literally one of the two of them comes along, then you've got a really potent, like, top offense in the country level style of, like, that's what that's what the gamble is, right? Like, you're, whatever you lose in the defense, fine. But if you have a top three offense, it doesn't matter, right? Like that's that's kind of what it boils down to to some extent. I, I, I am fine. My dog agrees. I'm fine. I'm fine rolling out that lineup. You agree? Yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You might have to mute yourself hey. real quick, buddy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel like uh, McCain is gonna probably be the fifth starter. Um, especially everything we've heard this summer. While Caleb has kind of got all the headlines of late, I think McCain has probably had the best summer of any Duke player. Um, So they'll probably insert him as the fifth starter. Um, Yeah. This was an interesting thing, though, because I wouldn't even surprised if – I would not be surprised if we saw this lineup. Uh, Shout out to DH, the composer, on Twitter. He said day one he thinks it's gonna be Rock Roach, Proctor, Mitchell, Flip, and Ryan Young. I mean, I could see that too. And, and last year. Grant said that in the chat too. Like I, I, I could see that being a, a yeah, that's that's what Shire could do. I don't agree with that. Like I don't know. I, there's just there's not a whole lot of uh shooting there for I, I see that's such a stupid comment though, because like Flip can shoot, Mitchell in low volume could shoot, like there's not a lot of proven shooting is what you're saying. Yeah. It's just like, I, yeah. yeah. And we rolled yeah. out that lineup last year and where were we offensively for the majority of the year? 
right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Not my not my favorite. I'm really high on Foster. I know a lot of people are, and it's just like it's no longer a secret anymore. But I just think Foster's going to be a really good college player. It also won't matter because McCain and Foster and Roach are probably all going to play like roughly the same amount of minutes or right there. Yeah, that's right. why I don't know if the like, starting five whoever really starts, matters, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Zion, who you, who's who's yours? Not who you think. Who is yours? I mean, I'm gonna go with the four. I'm gonna go with the four returners because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be, in trouble. I'm yeah, not yeah, I'm, okay, I'm not gonna get anywhere. <laughs> I'm not getting in trouble, man. Keep you out of trouble, Zion. Uh, No, I'm not getting in trouble, man. But I will go with the four starters and McCain. Um, I do feel like the kind of like Russ said, the minutes will be staggered between the guards. So, you know, I don't think it's going to be a situation where someone's going to be completely out the rotation. Um, You know, I know Coach K loved to play five guys to the death, but like you know, I do feel like in this situation you can't really do that. but I will say I, I I think I think if we ultimately do bring Caleb off the bench, this might be the the first time Duke wins a six man of the year in a long time. I don't I don't remember yeah, the last time. It could be, but like it 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 could be that situation where it's the first time Duke has shoot. They could have Look, the ACC player of the year, they could have the freshman of the year, and the sixth man of the year, and the coach of the year. Yeah, you know, we'll see though. Before we move on, real quick, I just want to say. Um, Oh man, somebody just brought it up. Oh, I just completely lost my train of thought. All right, we'll we'll, we'll get back to that. Uh, what what I don't know what uh, Twitter is uh, very quiet. Twitter Twitter people, I see you watching. People watching on YouTube, not, it's fine. Nah, they, they, we need the comments on Twitter, man. Where the people at on Twitter, man? Ch- chime in. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess oh, we could go. Yeah, to I got it. I got I got it back. I got it oh, back real got quick. It? I figured out, man. That that was a brain fart. Um, I just want to see a set rotation by ACC play. I, like, I want us to know, maybe ACC play starts a little earlier now in December, but by, by Jan 1, I want us to have like, all right, these are the eight, nine guys we're rolling out there on a night in, night out basis. I just, I want there to be roles defined and and rotations, not set because you just never know, but like, I just, roles defined is my biggest thing this season because that took a long time for that develop last season. And once it did, then the team started clicking. So if the, if the coaching staff can can get that figured out early, I think that that settles in good for Duke in the long run. That's yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll jump to the next topic. Next topic, who's your breakout player? This was a Rusk uh, question that said, we cannot pick Tyrese Proctor. We cannot no, you pick, kick pick it off, Tyrese Proctor. You kick it if, off, if, man. If I had to... It's kind of hard to, to call a freshman a breakout player, though, because, you know. You can't pick a freshman. Yeah, you can't. But, I mean, my answer was never going to be that player anyway. My, my answer was always going to be Mark Mitchell because I, I, I do. literally had the same thing. I, I do it's feel perfect. like Mark Mitchell does not get enough credit um, for his freshman year. I do feel like he doesn't get enough credit for his skill set, what he brings to the table. Um, arguably, probably will be our best defender this year. The fact he could kind of guard one through four, sometimes five at a high level, um, I think is definitely underappreciated. And I think he's going to take his game to the next level. I think he had a good summer. Um, we saw him at the Jason Tatum camp cooking. Um, and I think, you know, I think he'll he'll improve his ability to shoot. But I, I also think he's going to get to the rim at will with spacing. Because last year we were preaching all year 
Mark Mitchell's best position is at the four. Yes. This season, mm-hmm. we will finally see Mark Mitchell at the four. And, you know, I think that's going to benefit him a lot. Um, and I think, you know, we'll see a lot of we'll see a lot of times where he may be our go to player offensively. Um, but, you know, I, I'm definitely big on Mark Mitchell and what he could bring to the table this year. Yeah, and I think the thing with Mark that we saw uh, how valuable he was was in, was in the game against Tennessee. We had we didn't have our best defender and the guy who Mark Mitchell would have guarded. I can't remember his name now, but went off for like his career high in twenty some points and and cooked us. So like I think his name transferred. Um, what was that? And then he transferred. After yeah, then that. he transferred. Yep, that's right. Um, I'm just gonna give a hot take. I think they're in, in this – you won't call him a breakout player, but I think this is another year for Flip to, like, take another step. I get it. We have we might have a little more offense this year, but um, just with him being healthy, going into a season fully healthy, and uh, I don't know as much about the the hip thing and when it all started. It obviously started earlier in the season, uh, and he played through it for a good amount of it, and so I think there's a chance that Flip steps up. He averaged over 15 – or just over 15 points a game last year. I'm not saying he's going to get to 17 to 20, but um, I think there's a chance just his overall game improves and you wouldn't call him a breakout player, but I think there's a good chance that he takes an, another step in that direction and becomes a, a surefire lottery pick. Since y'all, since y'all both said, Mark, I, I'll go with Jaden shoot. I'll take that flyer. I, he shot 40% on heavy, heavy volume in high school over four years, over four years. He shot 36%, like 43%, 39%, 39% on like between seven and nine attempts per game over the course of his high school career. Last year, he didn't play much, but when he did play, he shot 35%, right? Like that's not like a world-breaking number or whatever, but it's also kind of a better number than some of the other people were projecting to be good shooters. Like I, I just think he's got a really heavy volume that he showed over high school, and that might be why they were tinkering with his shot is just to get his like – maybe a, a release point a little Take higher. With it. They changed it. A little faster. Like, I, I think shooters shoot, man. And I think shoot will shoot. And I think he's going to make it onto the roster. Like, he's going to make it into the rotation. Uh, I hope he makes it onto the roster. He's, he's just trolling. <laughs> but, like, he's going to make it into the rotation because we need to space so badly this year. Like, and so if, let's say, one or two of the people we're projecting to be a really good shooter end up being, like, okay shooters – we need a guy who can shoot 40% from three to play real honest to God minutes. And I think he can be that guy. I think he can make the rotation and, and play some serious minutes. It's, it's the preseason. And I'm not here to dog on anybody and hope ill will against anybody, but you if you guard. are, you can't guard. If you want to talk about space on the floor, we got enough guards to do that. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe, sparing... maybe dude. Sure. Maybe. But I just, Jay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> him and Blake's just chilling with Hubbard. I Blake's last year played more than than you did, and like it was hey, because of the defense. Hey, and Blake's right, was older, I, dude. It's freshman to sophomore year. I, all he's got to do is not suck defensively. That's all he's got to do. If he doesn't completely suck like defensively, he'll play. Like, but, and I think he played no minutes. It's hard I, I, though. It's, I hope you're right. I hope you, I hope you're right with all. I'll eat crow if you if you are right. I'm not I saying he's going to be are. sixth man of the year. I'm not saying he's going to start, but, but I'm saying he's. Gonna but go you, but you call him the breakout the, player. Breakout yeah, means he's like. Going for, but but the other guys were starters. One point two points per game to two point five. I'm playing. I'm taking somebody who played no time at all last year to somebody who I think will be a regular rotation piece and who will be important for spacing the floor. 
That's right, what so I, let me ask you this: for for him to be breakout player of the year, he averaged uh, seven minutes a game last year and two point one points per game. For him to be considered having a breakout season, do those just have to a minutes wise double and points sure. triple to six? Sure. You can't tell me a breakout player scores four points a game, so you had to go to like six. Sure. So four, fourteen minutes a game, six <laughs> points a game. Regardless of whether, point. regardless of what he scores, if he's out there and teams have to defend him to create space for other people, that's all I care about. I don't care if he stands there twiddling his thumbs and they never pass him the ball. As long as, as long as opposing defenses have to actually pay attention to him, Flip gets more space, Mitchell gets more space, the dribble drives get more space. Like, that, I just think you can find a spot in the rotation for him. Uh, hey, Brandon McState, poor man's – poor man. Hey, Brandon, I mean, we're Brandon, talking, Brandon. like, under the – Also, Duke fans, are, Duke fans are tripping right now because the man did not come back because John Shire was like, what you're going to do this year is ride a shitload of pine. Like, that's not what happened. Yeah, like, No, nah, but but that's the thing. You, know you, don't, you don't – you, it's not like John Shire said, yo, if you come back – you're going to get minutes. It's like, no, if you come back, you're going to have a chance to get minutes. But if you don't I earn those that. minutes, you will not be on the floor. But I, I I, will say the only reason why I say TJ Power might have a better chance at playing than Jaden Shute is because he's 6'8". And sure. he, he provides yeah. more size on uh, uh, shooting with size. So because we know, already man. have enough guards and – you know, he shot. Oh, he shot over forty percent over four year span in high school on insanely high rotate on insanely then, high and shot like numbers. Check Joey Baker's stats. I'm sure. I'm sure he shot forty percent for four years. I, I think that's why everybody's ready to. That's why people are ready to punt Jaden shoot into the bushes for like no reason. In my opinion, is because the Joey Baker experiment didn't work out. Like normally, Duke shooters over like the last twenty to thirty years, they get better. Like, yeah. I kind of just think he'll get better, and I wanted to say somebody different than Mark Mitchell because you guys had already talked about it. Yeah, that's fair. That's we'll fair. take that's it. Fair. We'll take it. I will. I will ask that. To, I will ask that to Twitter though. Jaden shoot or TJ Power? <laughs> just, I just want to see the responses. I want to oh, see the responses. Oh man, you're about to, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think shoot. I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't. I can't. I will, I'm not. I'm not even here to disrespect. I'm not here to disagree. I'm not here. I'm not here to disrespect shoot. But it's the fact that we have so many guards, and you gotta also factor in. Like, I hear you. Obviously, you're gonna say you're gonna say, "Oh, this is wild." But Jalen Blake's might be ahead of shoot. We don't know. He might be. Ahead you of need shoot. him for a specific matchup because the other defenders aren't doing very well. Then yes, you might be right. Exactly. You might so be right. like Jalen Blake's has a certain certified skill that we can put him on the floor and expect shoot. We believe he can shoot, but we haven't seen it. So you know, I think we'll he can see. Shoot. Although, although that's another thing, uh, Jalen Blake's definitely this is definitely his last year. But uh, yeah, yeah. Next. Let's move to the next question because I know Ryan's got a hard out eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we got to get that man out of here at nine thirty. Um, the next question on the list: Which freshman? You can also skip some questions if you need. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which freshman, if any, is most likely to be a one and done? I know who uh, Russ is not going to say. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I'm just going to start it and say you, Caleb Lisa. Foster. Um, I'm going to go with Foster, even if he does come off the bench, just because, um, just because of his size. Like he's an NBA 
sized guard who can do a lot of things and create for himself, which is kind of like, he's like the prototypical NBA guard these days that they're looking for just athletic as can be big size, uh, can, can do everything. So I'll, I'll keep my answer short. I'm saying foster. Um, yeah, I'll go with that. Whoa. That's a surprise. That's a surprise to me. Go ahead, Russ. Uh, you know, I think the answer is probably foster, but I'll, I'll say this. If, if Sean Stewart makes like, let's say 38% from three or whatever, like if he can have a yeah. justice Winslow type, like he can catch and shoot three provably over the course of a season. It's sneaky might be him. Like, because yeah. I think the defense year one is going to be very real. You can't teach the size. You can't teach the athleticism. So if he is like anything offensively, then I think people are going to look him up. I hope that he stays multiple years. I've talked a bunch on Twitter about how I think the Shire multiple year freshman thing is, is real. Um, but I just don't think you can teach size and athleticism. Yeah. And I think, I think if he is a one and done, it means Duke had a really good season. Probably. If he's a one and done, we probably won the title. So yeah. yeah. Zion? I, I, I will say I agree with Russ with the fact that, um, TJ, uh, I said TJ, Sean Stewart. I was still stuck on the TJ Power talk. <laughs> Sean Stewart has probably has of the, all the freshmen, probably the best NBA upside. Um, just because he is 6'8, he's he's a freak athlete. I don't, I don't people people do not understand. Like, this dude is a freak athlete. Like, yeah. you will see it. Um, and he does if that if that jumper is real, I, I tweeted it during a McDonald's All-America game. If that jumper is real, that pull-up jumper from the mid-range is real, and if you know the occasional three is real, he could be out of here after this year. He could, um, especially yeah. if Duke makes a championship run. Um, there's upside there, but I don't think he. I think he kind of has the two-year plan in his head um, because I think there he's he's recruiting Cooper Flag heavy, and I think he does want to yeah. play with Cooper Flag next year. Um, He'd be a so, perfect match with Flag, yeah, yeah, like a but, perfect match on the court. And they do have that chemistry. So yeah. um, I'll kind of say, just because, just to be different, I guess, from Russ, I'll, I'll say McCain, just because um, he's going to be in a role where I feel like he's going to have to do, number one, if he shows that he could defend the ball, um He's going to be good at prospecting that right because he, we know he can shoot the lights out, you know. And he's dominated the summer at every circuit he went to, um, the Nike camp, the CP3 camp. NBA, NBA scouts are already looking at him. Um, my only drawback um, is he gains a lot from coming back to Duke when we talk about yeah. NIL um, and just probably the opportunity to take kind of the reins next year. Um and when I did light light plug, I'm gonna plug it again later. But my I, I knew that's why you're bringing him up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but light, I, did you, I did plug. I did tell you guys this though. I did text this to you guys that, and when I did interview him, um, he said whether two, three, or four years at Duke, like it was like seamless. It wasn't like. He was thinking about being a one and done. Like he, we got a he long knows season. He, he, yeah, it's a long season, but like we know, he knows it's a, a chance he might be at Duke for a while. So you don't just say that. Um, he can make, he can make so much money at Duke, right? And yeah, exactly. on top of that, like 
guards who are six three who are who are point guards like in the NBA, like the NBA is clearly going larger and larger in terms of point guard play. Like guards who are six three and smaller, like don't get contract extensions very frequently from their rookie deal. Like that's right. it's kind of unless you are Steph Curry or like Trey Young, like that's a thing of the past. So I think that if he has a Steph Curry-esque season, again, we probably won the title. But like, you know, until he feels really confident that he is definitely a, a lotto level player, then he can just stay and make millions at Duke. And I don't know why he wouldn't just develop there instead of risking going to the NBA and not getting that lucrative contract extension. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, it, it it could be a situation where all guys come back. Be honest, it could very it possibly could possible. be, um, you know, and that would be lovely again to pair with, um, you know, who you, we'll get to it. We'll get to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, you said no, no, uh, no rotation talk. Well, then I'm gonna still play the I'll I'll still play the McCain clip anyway. Uh, but this is this is a um, snippet from. McCain, uh, my interview with McCain, talking about playing with all these guards in the backcourt. It's pretty simple. Like, my whole life, like, I feel like I'm at my best when I'm competing at my best, against the best. And, like, knowing that, like, I'm playing against Tyrese, Flip, Mark, who, Caleb, Jerm, like, they're pros. Like, they are they have pro habits. They're, they do stuff I can't do. So I'm learning from everybody each and every day. And I think, um, obviously, I believed in the coaching staff from the get-go. Um, so I think just competing every day, and it's going to make myself better. It's going to make the games easier because I'm playing against such high competition every day. Love it. See, that's, that's what I was talking about, part of the attitude that this team has. I might has have lost you guys on my sound. Hold on. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> comment on that. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, that's part of the thing that I like. I was talking about with – um, their strengths going into the season is is the attitude that these guys coming back have with the experience. And then you bring guys in like McCain who who want to win and want to be challenged every day and fosters kind of the same way. And I know you can't take a lot from the videos that we've seen, but it does seem like a very competitive nature and guys are <clears throat> are picking guys up um, and, and hyping each other up. And I, I've always said this on these shows that some seasons it's like you come into a season, you're like, eh, this team could be good, but we'll see. But then there's seasons like this one where it's, you're watching the videos and, and you're seeing some of the articles and tweets and just who these players are, and you get a little bit more excited than other seasons. And uh, McCain brings a lot of that to the table. So, Zion, you back? You got, you got us back. I'm assuming he's not back. I'm going to ask the question then uh, to Ryan. Uh, you know, We'll leave the Duke number one question for if Zion's able to come back. Uh, looking at the schedule, which I'm back, games... I'm back, I'm back. Oh, you're back? Okay. I was going to say, yeah. which games would be the toughest for Duke? Because I do think people want to talk about that, too. Like, Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, if you, if you want to talk about uh, going outside of ACC... Uh, I'm going to go outside of ACC play, because I, I, obviously we have four big non-conference games. Arizona at home, Michigan State and Chicago, Baylor in New York. But that Arkansas game, man, is going to be nuts. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a I'm a Arkansas um, roster expert, but um, we're going to get a familiar face with L. Ellis coming in, um, who I don't know where he'll be in the rotation, but a familiar face with the team, uh, and that place is going to be insane. Like probably a game that I was like a bucket list game for a lot of those fans bringing Duke in. It's just going to be wild. So I think that's going to be 
the toughest game and the best challenge for our team and kind of giving me Wisconsin on the road vibes. Um, Wisconsin was higher ranked and high, more highly touted, but if this team can go in there and beat Arkansas, that would be, that'd be quite impressive for, for uh, this team in the non-conference. Arkansas's Arkansas's home court advantage is huge too. Yeah, I mean, they're, insane, they're hostile. Dude. They're really, really yeah. hostile. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Arizona, Michigan State is obviously a one-two punch. You know, within a few days, that's really tough. I mean, I think dropping one of those is is probably a realistic outcome. It'd be great if we could beat both. Um, at Arkansas, is gonna be the hardest game of the year, just point blank. Um, uh, if we beat Arkansas, I kind of think having our very first ACC game at Georgia Tech immediately after that, <laughs> like Georgia Tech, who's gonna be like very young and hungry, and they got a new coach. Um, you know, that might be like one of those like sneak games that like, there's no reason that Duke should lose, but like, we always tend to lose like two games. We have no reason losing. Right. Um, like, uh, and then other trap games are obviously at Virginia tech before we play at Carolina at NC state before we play Carolina again. Uh, and then we've got that three game, uh, stretch of at FSU at Miami at wake forest. The last one also kind of being a sneaky game in my opinion. Um, it, it just sort of screams like a four or five loss in conference slate. Um, that'd be enough to win the ACC Gosh. this year, almost certainly. Um, you know, and again, five, six losses overall, which again, like that's one seed territory. Like Ken Palm has all the top teams losing six, seven games this year. So like if we only lose five, six, that's a one seed. You know, yeah. I, I think that's sort of a realistic outcome for the team. Sign, what are you thinking, man? Yeah, man, I agree. I agree with uh, Grant here, man. Our toughest game might be Hofstra this year, man. Shout out to Long Island, New York. That might be a tough game on the road. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 and, and Cameron. Um, but no, nah, I think I think the toughest probably stretch will be kind of the the game. Uh, the game, the stretch rough messing with at Florida State, at Miami, at Wake Forest. Um, just because that'll kind of. By then, I do think we'll have our identity, and I think we'll find our identity much quicker this year because we have so many guys coming back. Um, yeah, but three back to back road games in the ACC, I don't care who you're playing, that's kind of tough. Um, yeah, it is mentally, that's tough. Um, and the fact that you know it's not really much break in between, it's not like they get a week off, you're, you're going on the road three straight games, so um, I think that'll be a tough stretch, but I, I do think if they weather that storm. Um, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be, they'll be they'll be fine for the rest of the schedule. Um, I, I don't think it's a it's not an ACC schedule that's kind of like scary. It's you know, a very had, favorable schedule. Yeah, we've had ACC schedules that even if we had the best team in the country, that were like, dang, dang, we got to play Virginia and UNC back to back, like those type of stretches. But there's not really that. Oh man, we got to be worried, you know part of the ACC schedule. Scroll, um, scroll down, Zion. Scroll down to ACC play a little bit. So see, like we play at Pitt. That's like nothing, right? At Virginia Tech, uh, again, I think it's kind of a trap game, but we don't play at Clemson this year. We do play at Miami. That sucks. We do not play at Virginia. Um, Thank God. You know, we dodge some of the harder teams here. I mean, like uh, in terms of playing at their place. I think that the top four teams unequivocally are uh, us uh, or top five, Duke, Miami, UNC, Virginia, and Clemson. And two of them, we are not playing uh, at their place. And then uh, 
what was the other one I said? And the Miami were only playing once, right? It is at yep. their place. But so yeah, that's a very favorable slate in a week conference. Yeah. I'm, All right, I'm, I'm, the, 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 oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I was gonna I was gonna segue into it. Um this time, man. We've gotten time, so man. many questions and nobody even knew <laughs> our what our <laughs> it's in the, he- uh, it's in the headline, man. Um, oh, that's right. Never mind. I lied. Oh, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I no, I th- I thought no, I thought uh, I forgot you put Cooper Flagg's name in the headline. I was about to say we've had so many questions for not even like teasing it, but we teased it, so I lied. Keep oh, going. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we haven't hit either of the two questions in the uh in the header yet. <laughs> oh, is Duke the best team in the country? We can hit that quickly. I'll, I'll hit that. I'll take care of that. Yes, they're the best team in the country. Um, but I'm glad we were ranked second. Um, because Kansas now has the label as you know the champion national championship favorites, but I do believe Duke is the best roster unbiasedly. I believe we have the best roster, we have the best talent coming back, and the fact that it's the first time we have the freshman class, three guys coming back who could have left for the league, um, is dangerous for people. Um, so all the Duke haters in the chat, <laughs> have fun. Um, I want to, I, I want to just like quickly say that. Even even I think we have the best roster for March. I think that if you were trying to determine who is the AP top 25 best team based on how they will do in the regular season, I think Purdue is pretty clearly the regular season favorite. They were the number one yeah. overall seed last year. They bring everyone back, best player in college basketball back. If they had not lost in the first round, they would have been the number one team in every single poll. Here, here's, here's my quick thing with Purdue. I just don't feel like... And I and like my biggest worry about them happened in the tournament. You know, they ran into a team that is going to run, put Zach eating in circles, um, yeah. and kind of you know yeah. test his feet. Uh, but that wasn't even you know, what happened in that game that much, though. It was they turned over the get, guards so much. He like, did. He did. He did get um. Guards. Yeah, but uh, what was the school that beat him? I forgot. Fairly Dickinson. Fairly. They they their their biggest guy was what six four six five. Yeah, they they mitigated the impact of Zach Eady, but the problem in the game wasn't really Eady. I didn't think it was the fact that the guards kept coughing the ball up like it was their job because they were freshmen and they didn't know how to handle pressure. And this year they'll be sophomores. I mean, they'll they'll take a good leap. I think. I think they're going to win the Big Ten by like five games. They're going to destroy um, the Big Ten. Yeah, but uh, enough of Purdue. We don't care enough about of Purdue. enough of them. We don't we don't care about Purdue, man. All right, Fair um, Cooper Flag, man. Here we go. First off, I gotta say this: Where are these UConn fans coming from? I mean, oh my I, god, dude! I have never seen any. I have never seen a UConn Twitter fan page before. Like, where are they coming from? But this in my mentions, I tweeted about. Why are they so damn cocky for no like, reason, man? Like, bro, well, I think as far as crew, no, for, as far as the Cooper Flag recruitment goes, they can be cocky yeah. about their titles, whatever. But I'll just say this: I. I would love to, if I wasn't lazy when it comes to doing these things, I would love to look at how many Duke recruits have been at countdown to craziness that did not commit uh, or end up playing at Duke. And I know we bring a lot of guys there, so it might not be as high of a, as a commit percentage as you would think, but um, until I don't have his, his recruitment has been pretty tight lipped, but um, until a guy or two that I talk to on a decently regular basis tell me to be worried or truly Donovan tweets out a Yukon gif. Like we have no reason to be worried. And I think uh, bring him to once he canceled that, I was honestly, 
this might be stupid. This might come out to be stupid, but um, I was more worried about Kansas getting him just because of how Kansas has been lately on the recruiting trail and, and the success Bill Self has had. Once he canceled that, I was very, very uh, confident in it. The, this UConn smoke that's been coming out over the last week since his visit just seems like it's I, – I don't think it has any merit. I think it's just fans putting their uh, hearts on their sleeves and just getting a little too excited about it. But uh, my prediction as of right now prior to his visit uh, is Duke, and I think it'll only be a couple weeks after the visit that he is a Duke Blue Devil. Dude. It can you? It's going to be insane. A countdown to craziness when he's in there. They are going mm-hmm. to like make him feel like a god. They're going to make yeah. him feel like a god among mortals. It's going to be wild. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I, I've been telling people for a while on Twitter. Look, UConn just won the title. They're allowed to say whatever baseless, confident thing that they want because. When you win the title, you can just like pop off and be like, "Yeah, but we just won the title," and there's like nothing that you can say yeah, against yeah. that because they did. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I meant so, to. Yeah, like I said, mentioned. So you the just ignore them, people. you know? No, like no. You just... what, what, one thing we're not gonna do is ignore them. Like, <laughs> why? I, I pay attention they got, to school, dude. They got the, real the eight miles down the road. That's the only school I pay attention to. I don't you, care UNC about UNC. Doesn't UConn, even. Dude. I'm not even worried about UNC because I know we're gonna take care of UNC. I'm not worried about UConn, but they just come at us personally. Like someone was like coming at my life just because I interviewed <laughs> McCain and McCain said UConn makes no sense. I didn't even say anything. And he's like, bro, you don't know it. I'm just like, bro, where are y'all coming from? Like, and, oh yeah, the Frank, the, Alice, internet, Ayasola, the Frank Ayasola does not know anything. Uh, yeah, Ayasola does not know anything. He's not no, come plugged, on now. So. But let him let him cling to it though, man. Let him cling to it. And you know what? You if, if he goes to UConn, you guys can use this clip up and down all season long. Oh, I don't yeah. care. But but man, come on now. Anyway. Come on now. <laughs> they, they don't even know what countdown to craziness is. They don't know what it's about. They don't know how recruits are treated there. Uh Cooper Flay's gonna have the night of his the time of his there's, life. So. There's always a single digit percent likelihood, but yeah, like absolutely. the smallest one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I yeah. think I think when he gets there, he's going to feel like uh, a god among men and they're going to just uh, absolutely treat him uh, beautifully there. They're going to chant for him constantly. It's going to be so much fun for him on that visit. Uh, yeah. And he already has said it's like his dream school and he, and he always and he wants to go there and all that. Th- you know, like I, I'm I'm yeah. not worried. And like you said, Ryan, until there's reason to be worried, I won't be worried. But also, yep. I'm not worried about UConn fans constantly in my mentions insisting that, like, he's definitely going to UConn. It's like, okay, good for you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We, got, we got no beef with y'all, man. We don't, we don't acknowledge y'all respectfully. You won the championship, congrats. But, you know, you're not our fight. But I will say he did, he did like on, on – number one, go follow me on Duke, uh, Instagram, Zion O. Duke, my new Duke page. That's a light plug. But he did like this post on Instagram that said, UConn doesn't really make any sense. He unliked it, but he liked it. So we'll just leave y'all with that. It was caught, it was caught slipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got um, caught. <laughs> caught out there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we know Ryan got to go. But, um, yeah, we def- definitely appreciate y'all for tuning in to episode one. Uh, shout out again to the Field of 68. Um, we will be live streaming on the secondary channel. Uh, field of 68 network so please subscribe to there as well please follow crazy cast on twitter duke mba on twitter the duke nation on twitter duke uh better on twitter um we appreciate y'all man 
Uh, it's the start of a, another great season for us. Um, but yeah, man, appreciate y'all for tuning in. We'll be back maybe Friday, Friday night after CTC. Possibly. Yeah. yeah if, 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 if y'all want us to go live on uh Friday after CTC, then, then flood Zion's mentions. Yeah. Yeah. I know it'll be Ryan's birthday. Happy birthday to Ryan. He's about 50 years old. He's turning 50 years old, man. <laughs> 50 years young. 50, oh, 50, old. 50 years got old, man. Here. Come on hey, now. Hey, I'm 50, man. I'm looking damn good for 50. Raise your hand if you got a kid. <laughs> That's true. That's true, man. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. What have, hey, and his name is Cameron. We wouldn't have it any other hey, way around here, Cameron. all right? Ooh, all right, come on now. Cameron, man. Hey, come appreciate y'all. Nice. Uh, we'll see you on Friday, I guess, since people are saying they want to go live Friday. We will be live Friday. So see y'all, man. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Appreciate it.